That music is an invitation, an invitation to sit up and join me as we look into God's Word. This isn't your parents' Bible study or some pre-printed material from your denomination. Each episode, we tear into God's letter to humanity to see what would God have us know about Himself, about the world around us, and about ourselves. I am Brother Mitchell from the Discipleship Center, and you are listening to the TDC Podcast. continue on in Romans, we find ourselves in Romans chapter 8, starting in verse 18, and I want to reflect on our future glory today. The text says, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us, for the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subject to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hopes that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now, and not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for the adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies, for in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is not seen is not hope, for who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Life is tough, no doubt about it, and it seems to be tougher for some than others. For our writer Paul, he was on easy street to becoming one of the most prominent Pharisees of the first century, but then he was confronted with the gospel of Jesus on his way to Damascus. After Paul started following Christ, we read his account in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 that he suffered endless hard work, imprisonment, whippings, coming close to death many times. Five times he received the 40 lashes minus one from the Jews. Three times he was beaten with rods. Once he was stoned. Three times he was shipwrecked. He had to spend a night and a day in the open sea. He had to constantly stay on the move. He experienced danger from rushing rivers, from bandits, from Jews, from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the country, danger at sea, danger from false believers. Paul recounts that he has labored and toiled and had to often go without sleep, without food, without drink, and has been without shelter and adequate clothing in the cold. Now that's what I call a tough life, but here in Romans, Paul says that he considers all of his sufferings in this present time as not to be worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed to us. What glory is Paul talking about? He's talking about in the kingdom revealed. There's coming a day when Jesus is coming back to this earth, not as a baby, and not as a teacher, and not as a sacrifice on the cross, but as the conquering king. At that time, all of the enemies of God will be assembled against him, and with one word, he will slay all of his enemies, and the blood splash will be as high as a horse's bridle. And then he will reign for a thousand years, and we will be with him, ruling and reigning a renewed earth. The earth will be renewed at that time. Did you know that when the earth was first created, that the soil was different than what it is now? That's right. If you scoop up a handful of soil and you look at it, what do you find? Well, you find what we farmers call humus. 
which is the decay of other plants and animals. But when God created this world, there was no death. The soil that God created could grow plants that were so nutritious that we didn't even need to eat animals at that time. After the curse, the soil would never again be as productive as before. After the flood, our world was devastated. The main continent was fractured into five large pieces and many small fragments. The continental shelf was broken into fault lines and we had violent earthquakes, volcanoes, Mountains were created as those shelves slammed into one another, and the continents sunk into the ocean. When the waters receded, what was left was a devastated world that looked nothing like it once was, and now the whole creation groans in bondage, waiting for the day when it will be renewed. You might be asking, well, how does the creation groan? Well, let me just look at a short segment of our history here. June and July of 2017 saw massive flooding in southern and central China that displaced 14 million people. In Hawaii, it groans with volcanic spew that destroying everything in its path. In August of 2017, Sierra Leone had floods and landslides that killed more than a thousand people and left thousands homeless. In that same month, on the other side of the world, we saw Hurricane Harvey, which brought 60 inches of rainfall in less than two weeks, destroying 136,000 homes and businesses. That same month in India, 24 million people were displaced by floodwaters in their country. In September of 2017, Hurricane Irma ripped through Florida, Puerto Rico, and Cuba. That same month in Mexico, there were two major earthquakes measuring 8.2 and 7.1, which killed 370 people collapsed more than 40 buildings. Around the globe in that same month in Bangladesh, their monsoon season caused massive flooding which affected 40 million people. Just weeks after Hurricane Irma, we had Hurricane Maria, which added a second punch to Puerto Rico, whose people hadn't even had a chance to recover yet. October of 2017, more than a dozen wildfires ravaged thousands of acres across Northern California, killing at least 11 people and destroying more than 1,500 commercial and residential buildings. November of 2017, Vietnam experiences a typhoon that killed dozens of people and caused more than $1 billion in damage. That same month in Iran, they had a 7.3 earthquake that killed more than 500 people. The same month in Bali, Indonesia, they had a series of intense volcanic eruptions that forced thousands to evacuate closed airports due to the ash clouds. December 2017, California's worst recorded wildfire scorches more than 280,000 acres in Southern California. Now that's just seven months of one year in our history. This planet is groaning in anticipation of the day it will be renewed. And it's groaning as if with labor pains. What does that mean? It means the frequency will increase and the intensity will increase, and that's what we have to look forward to. For Paul, and for all of those who are disciples of Jesus Christ, we have a hope, or rather we have an expectation that one day we will be given our inheritance as adopted sons of God, that we will see the kingdom revealed here on earth, that we will rule and reign with Christ, that we will see the earth renewed, repopulated, and rebuilt. But what about you? Will you be there with us? How can you be part of this inheritance and part of God's kingdom? 
Well, Romans 3.23 said, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We've all sinned. We've all done things that are displeasing to God. There's no one who's innocent. Romans 6.23, The wages of sin is death. The punishment that we've earned for our sins is death. Not just physical death, but an eternal death. Romans 6.23 goes on, But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5.8 declares, But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus Christ died for us. Jesus' death paid the price for our sins. His resurrection proves that God accepted Jesus' death for the payment of our sins. Romans 10.9 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Because of Jesus' death on our behalf, all we have to do is believe in him, trusting his death as the payment for our sins, and we'll be saved. Romans 10.13 says it again, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Jesus died to pay the penalty for our sins and rescue us from eternal death. Salvation, the forgiveness of sins, is available to anyone who will trust in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Romans 5.1 has this wonderful message. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Jesus Christ, we can have a relationship of peace with God. Romans 8.1 teaches us, Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because of Jesus' death on our behalf, we will never be condemned for our sins. Romans 8, 38 and 39, For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Discipleship Center and its subsidiaries, TDC Aquaponics and TDC Farm, are a registered 501c3 charity serving in the not-so-beautiful city of Kekakee and its surroundings. Have you or a loved one been struggling with substance abuse, chronic unemployment, need some work experience after a recent incarceration, or just failed to move on to a more productive phase of life? There is hope just around the corner with the Discipleship Center, where every life matters and we strive to fulfill the Great Commission one life at a time. Check us out on the web at www.discipleshipctr.org today.